Praise the Lord, my Lord, the mightiest prophet of the Lord. Amen. Uh, well, uh, I'm live on air and I'm being recorded. Yes, please, my Lord, the mightiest prophet of the Lord. Record this that you may use it later. You can take pieces and bits and pieces of what the Lord has said here and then still use it to enrich in your programs and bring forth uh, this powerful revival to many, many nations. Yes, please. So I am being recording is live and clear, right? Yes, please, my Lord, the mightiest prophet of the Lord. Well, uh, blessed people, I thought I should talk to you a little bit on, I know the hurricane is on, Hurricane Michael that has struck, the aftermath is on now, and uh, many people are asking questions right now. Uh, all over the world, people are asking questions. I've seen a lot of questions coming through as to what does this mean now, considering that uh, this prophecy was given November 2017, and now fulfilled October 2018, almost one year in between. What does it mean? Because we see very clearly that the Lord spoke in very, very mighty terms, and the Lord drew the line, and he said a few things that I want to highlight here regarding the coming of this hurricane, and of course, I, I can touch on other visitations that have taken place, the Haiti earthquake, the Chile earthquake, the earthquake that hit Mount Everest, the Nepal earthquake. I can also touch the earthquake that hit uh, Iran that I prophesied and took place within five days, the one that hit Russia, and so forth. There are so many others I could put into the picture, but what really is the Lord saying, I can talk about Hurricane um, Irma, uh, Hurricane Maria, all of which I prophesied very well. In fact, went all the way to the Caribbean to warn them and warned Florida severally, warned the United States of America that these things were coming to happen if they did not repent. And so I think this is a very ample time, a very opportune time, <clears throat> a very prime time for me to come through with some very important understanding on this. Let's just look at the entire the Hurricane Michael, this Hurricane Michael, just the prophecy into its fulfillment and the message the Lord is transmitting from there. We can see very clearly November 5th, November 2017, and then October 2018, one completely almost a year and so we can see very clearly that uh, in that conversation, the Lord spoke in absolute clarity when he said a few very, very important things that I want to highlight here so that we may develop an understanding of the message the Lord is transmitting to the nations. Number one, the Lord said that the Messiah is coming. And I think that is the highlight, the headline of this entire a conversation between heaven and the earth, between the Lord and the United States of America and all nations of the earth by extension. That, number one, the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. And if you look at the entire narrative of that prophecy, what that prophecy transmits 
from the throne of God that mankind is not ready. So he's saying the Messiah is coming and mankind is not prepared. So that's the entire conversation we're having here. That's the entire conversation heaven is having with the church. Heaven is having with the earth, with the nations of the earth. And I say it, in there, then there is the details of preparing the way. Turn away from sexual sin. The beaches of the Gulf of Mexico. He deliberately addressed them. And by extension, all the beaches in the world, even the beaches in Mombasa here, Kenya here, they are full of sexual sin. So, so he was expecting that as he transmitted this message about the beaches of sexual sin, that the Mexico City beaches, the, 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 the Panama City beaches, whatever whatever the beaches are, uh, the, the, those, those shores, the shores of the Gulf of Mexico, the entire Louisiana all the way down, then we remember too well that God is now loving the nation because there are so many such resorts, there are so many such seashores across the entire earth, Asia, Africa, Kenya here, Mombasa is known. And they have become dens of sexual sin. And it's amazing because you can almost draw a line in the manner in which the Lord has been speaking and then begin to put red dots on the gravity of sin. Remember the Caribbean, the Lord still rebuked sexual sin. And that is the reason he came and ground them, he struck the entire, put all the islands on one line and he struck all those nations, deleting some of them like Barbuda. The so-called turquoise waters where the gays, homosexuals, were having fiestas and parties, homosexual weddings, private aircrafts landing with homosexuals, coming for weddings from all over the world. Again at that place, before Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Maria that came to Puerto Rico to all these places, it was about sexual sin. But we remember too well the year 2005, I remember June, June 2005, when I was in uh, in Embu, the Ere Stadium, and I gave a prophecy there. I still remember the 16th of June, before I gave it to Nairobi at City Hall on the 18th of June. That same year, 2005, when I was giving the prophecy of the hurricane that would come to New Orleans, Katrina. And again, you hear me saying that the Lord has taken me to the beaches of the Gulf of Mexico there, and he has shown me sexual sin, nudity, what, and women. In fact, he showed me women magazines, pornography magazines that were being sold. And he brought me to the beaches, and he made me pick some of the magazines and look. That was evidentiary value, evidence that now, am I not fit to judge these people? Are these people not right for judgment? And I saw people buying those magazines. I saw them picking magazines and buying. Before the hurricane Katrina hit like a nuclear bomb. Again, so you can be able to connect the dots. You can connect the line and it's a sexual sin at the beaches. Sexual sin, sexual sin. Because when you talk about what hit Houston, Texas, sexual sin still. If you talk about the recent Michael, sexual sin, Hurricane Michael, Katrina, sexual sin. The earthquake that came to Mexico, sexual sin and idolatry, sexual sin did not miss to take its place again in Mexico. But look at Chile.
was talking about the two. And they were holding a scroll like this. Remember the two that came from heaven? And they went all over the earth and the entire debris all over the earth. He was talking about the two that you now see doubled here. And they were holding a scroll in their hand. And they went and there was a lot of debris on the earth. If you follow back, if you go back to that prophecy of 2005, that now the earth is going to be full of debris, destruction is coming to the earth. Now wait and see. Now that the Lord has sent me, wait and see what will happen to the earth. Now look what happened to the earth. Look what happened to the earth. And he says, this will be the beginning of our pain, the beginning of zero countdown, to the coming of the King, the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Savior, the coming of the Kingdom of God. And you can now see the debris that's on the earth. Ever since then, debris destruction hit the earth. And they went together all over the earth like this. And I saw them going, going everywhere. The two. The two. And they are still all over the earth. 2005 live on KBC TV. Kenya Broadcasting Corporation TV. And you see then, after that, the Asian tsunami that had taken place, the other tsunamis, the hurricane, and he's prophesying them, the earthquakes, the wars that are taking place, Syria, Libya, Iraq, what? Massive demolition. Look at even the amount of debris the hurricanes have raised, the earthquakes have raised. Because he says, now destruction is coming to the earth. He has seen a lot of debris. And uh, it was as if the sun, but that was fire also. Were, I, I thought it would be sunset as we were leaving what the direction, but we found out it was fire also. That as we went, then fire came out and was consuming. Everywhere. It was fire. At first it looked like sunset because as we were approaching, and then the more we went closer, realized that the fire was being unleashed as the two were moving. It was not sunset in the horizon, it was fire. When it got closer, it was fire that they unleashed. The debris and the destruction. And you can see that October, November, November 5th, 2017, last year, and October 2018, that's almost one year. Then you can see the patience of God. You can really see that that time lag, before the prophecy is fulfilled, between the prophecy pronounced and the fulfillment of the prophecy, that time lag greatly bespeaks. It talks about the patience of God, how patient He is. It talks about the relevance and the gravity of repentance before the Lord. He's giving them time to repent. He wants them to repent. He wants all the nations to repent. And he wants them to repent. He gave them time. You can see that the Lord is not unfair. He's not unjust. That at every warning, he normally gives the, the counsel, the exit strategy. If you do this, it will not befall you. And if at any time I warn that the nation is be uprooted and destroyed, and if that nation I warn turns away from our wickedness and sin, I will relent. In other versions, I will repent of the great wickedness I plan to do on them. He's very patient. 
you get one year for the Gulf of Mexico, the United States of America, the beaches of sexual sin, to repent. And by extension, he is also talking to the beaches like Mombasa and Kenya here, all the beaches, you know, in the world where there's nudity, bikinis, and name it. This shame, this unblushing shame that has befallen humanity of just nudity and homo, uh, homosexuality and pornography. The book of Daniel chapter 2, I remember again when he showed me the same, this same conversation he had with Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, 35, 34 to 35. Daniel 2, 34, 35, he says, this is the big statue. He says, while you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron and the clay, the bronze and the silver and the gold were all broken into pieces and became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the entire thing we're talking about. This is what the two prophets of the Lord are announcing to the earth. And that's why the Lord has shown me this vision severally, severally. And he says that all this you see, the demolition you see, all this you see happening when Hurricane Michael comes, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Wu, everybody comes. The earthquakes, the massive historic earthquakes, the ones that hit like so many tons of nuclear power, nuclear bombs. He says, it's about this announcement here and what I've just read in Daniel chapter 2, 34, 35. And when you read 44, 45, he says, interpretation, in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to any other people. It will be crushed, and it, it, will crush all, it will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end. But it will itself endure forever. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of a mountain, but not by human hand, a rock that broke the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold to pieces. The great God of heaven has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true and the interpretation is trustworthy. This is all the Lord is speaking about. The coming of the glorious kingdom of God. All this destruction and demolition you see that these two have brought to the earth, the enormous power is about destroying the kingdoms of the earth and instituting, installing the kingdom of God. The Messiah is coming. The kingdom of God is coming. You remember in Central Park, before the meeting of Central Park, that night, God the Father himself came and spoke with the two by voice. By voice and he told them the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 14. Then he wrote it like this on the wall with his own hand. Exodus 3.14, amazing, beloved people. Where he talked about the power, the power of his name. 
the Lord and sent her back where he did stunning, stunning things. And let me stop there for a moment before I read Exodus 3.14. He, he spoke my voice, then he wrote it on the wall, and then he said, Exodus 3.14, chapter 3, verse 14, and then he said, and the power is in verse 14. Amazing. And you saw that right now there is a dichotomy. There are two conversations going on on the earth. There is one conversation on the judgment of God, and the other conversation on the revival, the blessedness, the glory, the love of God, the grace of God, preparing the blessed children of God unto righteousness and holiness, that they may enter the glorious kingdom of Yahweh. How astounding, beloved people. How shocking. There are two conversations that are going on before I read Exodus 3.14. Because you see, he's striking the beaches of the United States of America in the Gulf of Mexico. He's sweeping through Florida all the way to Georgia. This time, until he passes through into, into the, the eastern seaboard. That's such a massive power. And yet on this side, the little kids, crippled babies are milling around them and they are hugging them, them, and they are falling on their legs, hugging, and they are walking with them, they are laughing with them, they are lying on the carpet, they are falling down, rolling on the carpet, they are, they are walking between the two. And I said, he showed me how the two were operating between those two kids, those, rather, those, those kids, the crippled kids, the many crippled kids, how the two were walking between them, it was shocking, it was very dreadful. One remains behind for a while, and if somebody says something, he stops and looks. And then after that, catches up with the other. And the kids are walking around, rubbing their heads, hugging them, holding them, blessing them, walking with them. Crippled kids. How possible is this? That there is a dichotomy. There is a dual conversation going on. One conversation is on the wrath of God. If I'm quitting, chasing away people from Florida. Chasing away people from the beaches of the of the of the Gulf of Mexico, where he want chasing them away, he literally chased them out all of them. That's why you see the death toll was low because he chased them out of there. If you can't repent, I chase you out of here now. Get out of here. That's why here some of them until today in the news they're saying, I came back, I looked at what my house looked like, looked like I just decided I'm moving out of here and moved out. And went to another place. Chase them out of there. And on this other side, you see the blessing. The one that was crippled, I saw from Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and then in Eldred, four years ago, she's still walking. She runs with, with, with cards. With cards. They are running, they are, they are writing cards. They are writing cards. Blessing. They are writing and giving cards on this other side. I'm opening letters. They're saying, thank you, I'm still walking. I'm now in standard ward. I've graduated from, from preschool, baby class ward. I'm now in class ward. I'm, I'm in school. I'm still walking. Look, I'm wearing high shoes. Hi! Total, total, total cripple that the doctors were saying they need to operate the brain. was on TV in Kenya here. They were fundraising to take her abroad to operate the brain to find out what is it in the brain that has crippled this baby. Cannot hear. Cannot, uh, cannot 
she saw the two, the two prophets of the Lord, she ran with cards. These are the cards we have written for you. On this other side, there's another story. A different story, beloved people. How possible is this? What is going on here? Four years on, she has come to say, look, I am still walking and my legs are stronger and I'm not wearing high shoes and running around. <laughs> when I asked her, what was the problem with you before you were healed? She said it was with the head and the legs. Kwa na migu. The head and legs. Huh? They are talking about the beautiful story of Jesus. The beautiful story of the Jesus of Nazareth on this other side. And on the other side, they are being chased away with their children. What is going on, beloved people? What is this going on on the earth? Why the dichotomy? And as Central Park, he sends me, Ezra chapter 3, verse 14, he sends me to them, and he writes literally, Ezra chapter 3, verse 14. Ezra 3, 14, he says the following. God said to Moses, I am, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. That is very powerful. And then that morning he comes with his cloud at Central Park and he settles on this prophet here. Tremendous. As in affirming, this is he. That morning he comes at Central Park. When they arrive at Central Park, then he comes with his cloud like smoke and settles on him. How tremendous, beloved people. How shocking. How mighty. How astounding. How powerful. How tremendous. How glorious. How heavenly. How holy. How righteous. How beautiful. And he's sending these two, he's sending them to the people in Central Park at the meeting, and then he's saying, tell them, I am who I am, and tell them, I am, has sent me to you. And the voice says, and the power is in verse 14. Meaning, he has given them his power. That's why you see so many cripples, I don't know how many cripples I was walking with eh, during this Thanksgiving past Saturday. Now the clips are already starting to come out on the Jesus is Lord radio.info and on repent and prepare the way.org. You can see all the occurrences. The little clips are coming out now. Working with a mass of cripples. They are the adult cripples and then the baby cripples. Working with many blind. They are those that were even blind for 16 years. The doctor said the lenses were totally destroyed. And then when they decreed here, the two dreadful prophets of the Lord decreed from Nairobi, and then physical touch, the hand of the Lord Jesus physically touched the eyes of that woman, and she speaks another language, Kimeru, she speaks Meru, she doesn't speak Swahili or English, touched physically and put, put new lenses there. And now she sees clearly greeting people. 16 years of blindness is not a joke. 
on this other side, that is the story you have. And that's why today I want to inspire many nations that you have an opportunity here. When Kenya received him, Kenya did not know that they were two. And that's why they were reckless in receiving them. But for you now, you have greater information. You know their power, you know their authority, you know they are sent by the Father, you know that they are two. Sometimes they are tripled to the third one whom I will share with science. That wears them. Wears their being and shows up to simulate what will happen in the great tribulation when the church has been taken away. When finally the person of the Holy Spirit is confined to them. I guess I've just released it right there. But tremendous, tremendous, tremendous conversation on this other side. Conversation of love, blessing, babies, walking with cripples. And on the other side, the wrath, judgment, chasing them away, sexual sin. On this side, you see little babies dressed holy. On the other side, in nudity, right from childhood, parents begin to teach them that. And the Lord is concerned. He's saying the Messiah is coming. The kingdom of heaven is near. But the nations are not ready. And that should be the hope for the nation. I want to come to all nations, says the Lord. That everybody be given opportunity to enter, to prepare and enter the glorious kingdom of Yahweh. That is the mission of these two. I am who I am. And God tells the Israelites, this is what you have to say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. I am has sent me to you. Look at Isaiah chapter 45, verse 6. Isaiah 45, verse 6. What does he say then? He says, So that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is no other. That is what the Lord is saying to the nation when he spoke with me and he sent me to Central Park. And he gave me wrote by voice, and then he wrote on the wall the book of Exodus, beloved people, chapter 3, verse 14. He's saying, I am the eternal God. I am who I am. I am. I don't change. In other words, he's saying, I am the self-existent God. And my existence is independent of any other existence I am the self-existent God. In other words, I am who I am. I am the Lord whose existence is not confined to the realm of time. God tells them that I am the inexhaustible God. Yesterday I have the same power, today I have the same energy, in the future I will have it. In million, trillion years before I had it, meaning God, the inexhaustible God, His power is inexhaustible. He's coming to heal you. He can heal Kenyans, He can heal Nigerians, He can heal Ghanaians, He can heal Peruvians, He can heal the British, He can heal the Botswana, He can heal South Africa, He can.
get the Chinese, he can heal the South Korean, he can heal the Chileans, he can heal the Americans, he can heal the Europeans, he can heal everybody, including Australia. I am the self-existent God, the inexhaustible God, whose existence is outside the realm of time. I am independent of other factors. Tell them I am has sent you. That is the power you see strike, command the ocean to come out and strike the entire of the panhandle, the Gulf of Mexico, and the United States of America. In other words, the Lord is clamoring. He's crying for you people to know him. He says there are benefits in knowing me. Look at the cripples walking. The blind, we didn't even deal with the deaf. There were so many deaf there. And they were chasing me. I thought their ears had just popped there. No, they were chasing me to tell me, look, when you decreed my ears are now open, on the 16th of September, they were all doing like that. This year is open, open, open. How awesome, beloved people. The power of God. When the doctors cannot, then the Lord can. I am who I am. I am has sent me to the nation. I am has sent me to Peru, Lima, Peru. I am has sent me to El Salvador. I am has sent me to Brazil. The great I am. I am who I am. It means he's the faithful God that changes not. What he did unto Kenya, he can do to all the nations. What he did unto Kenya, he can do to you. He can do unto you. He can do for you. He says, and if you read the book of uh, the book of the Isaiah, Isaiah forty-three, verse eleven. Isaiah forty-three, eleven. And that morning, that night, that night of July fourth. That is Independence Day. That's the public, a federal public holiday in the U.S. When he came to speak with me, then he wrote, I saw his hand write Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11 and verse 1, in that order. And I was running around. No, no. Just read it the way he has written it. Read it in that order. That is where the message is. Just read it. We don't have an answer for you, but Make sure you read it in that order. Don't change it. Just read it like that. Aye. And then, when now I read verse 11, he says, I, even I am the Lord, and apart from me, there is no Savior. Really, I am the great I am, the self-existent God, the omnipotent God. I am the eternal God, and apart from me, there is no God. I existed before, I exist today, in the future I am. So you cannot turn to other gods. The gods of sexual sin by the beaches of the Panhandle in the Gulf of Mexico. You cannot. The San Miguel gods in Mexico. The country of Mexico. Huh? The Santa Maria. All those Santas. Huh? You cannot turn to another God because say, I am Jehovah, 
says, now all people must conform to him. That's why he sends these two prophets to command the ocean to come out, give them one year to repent. If they don't, the ocean obeys and goes storm the same beaches, exact beaches he talked about. Exact places they want, beloved people. How terrible the times we are in. On one side, another conversation. He's holding crippled children. He's blessing them. He's giving them Fanta sodas to drink, soft drinks to drink. And on the other side, he's chasing them with their parents to run away and flee for their lives. For one thing, disobedience. One thing called disobedience. The book of John, chapter 8, verse 58. It says, Verily, I say, Verily, truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. And now he has brought up Jesus, the, the, the inexhaustible God, the self-existent God. He has brought us Jesus also now to be able to link us to himself, bearing the same inexhaustibility of God, same power of God. How awesome. I am who I am. The prophecy, November 2017. The fulfillment, October 2018. The same beaches of the Gulf of Mexico. The beaches of sexual sin. And then the ocean, he says, I see, uh, I see a hurricane. That was the command for the Atlantic Ocean to form a hurricane and pursue them. And in the same prophecy, warned Germany. So they have a real opportunity, the northern parts of Germany, those beaches, to repent. The Lord is calling the nations to repentance. He's calling every single nation to return to repentance. He's calling the peoples of this earth to repentance. The Lord Jehovah is asking for repentance. Because the theme, the theme in that conversation was repent. That they may repent. That they may turn away from sin, all the nations of the earth. That when this happens, then you know the kingdom of God is near. The big statue of idolatry is being demolished. And the rock that is being used to demolish them has not been cut by human hands, has been cut from the mountain of God, and not by human hands, meaning the kingdom of God will not be built by human effort. Stop the human effort in church. Stop the human effort in your life. A rock. Not cut out by human hands. A rock that struck the statue and demolished it. And it became like dust and chaff. You should see in that dream how the dust and the chaff covered me. And the rock covered the whole earth, meaning the kingdom of God is coming. The messengers that come to install the kingdom are right here, demolishing all the big statues, all the big gods, the idol gods of the earth, and preparing the way that the kingdom of God may be installed when the Messiah comes. 
I know the great tribulations ahead here. But all that is in the chronology of installing the kingdom. If they can have this much power before the dispensation of the great tribulation, where the power of God, where he says, and I shall give power to my two witnesses, that power is for that dispensation, not now. If now he can introduce them with this much power, then how much power and demolition have I seen taking place in the great tribulation? You really want to be there. You really want to see the great tribulation. Therefore, prepare the way. Prepare the way the Messiah is coming. Stay out of this. Enter into the safety of heaven. Enter the safety of the kingdom of God. Turn away from sin. The Messiah is coming, beloved people. It's a powerful message. It's a serious message. It's a message of repentance and holiness. It's a message of repentance and the return to righteousness. It's a message you cannot wish away. There are messengers you cannot wish away. How awesome that the Lord has done this configuration, this formation where now you cannot wish them away. You cannot ignore them. He says, I am who I am. In other words, I am the inexhaustible God. You have nothing to do. You must conform with me. You must conform with my deeds. You must conform with my conditions, my prerequisites, my demands, my ordinances, my commands, my decrees. I am who I am. I am who I am. And he's talking to Florida, he's talking to the Gulf of Mexico, he's talking to the United States of America, but also talking to the beaches of sexual sin in Mombasa, Kenya, and also talking to the beaches of sexual sin in Australia, all the way in Europe, all the way in the Caribbean, in Latin America, Central America, North America, Canada, wherever, Europe, Asia, where? He's saying the same conversation. Same conversation. He said, I am here. I was, but I am. I will be, but I am. So I am who I am. You look back, I am. You come to this day, I am. In the future, I am. The God that does not die. The self-existent God. You have no choice but to conform. Receive Jesus and be born again. You have no choice. You must conform to him. His existence is different from all other existences. His existence is not confined to the realm of time, to the factors of time. His existence is independent. Inexhaustible power. That's why until today he's still creating new lenses, new eyes, new kneecaps. Look at the beautiful story Kenya has. Two new cups put, and the other two new cornea. The doctor said he has no cornea. His cornea is totally destroyed. And the Lord put at one command, 
true new cornea, demonstrating the power of the great I am. I am has sent me to you. Listen to me, listen to me, the nations of the earth. Listen to me, the nations of the earth. I am has sent me to you with the power of I am to prepare the way for the kingdom of I am, for the kingdom of his Messiah, the Lord Christ, for the kingdom of God. He is the inexhaustible God. He is the God that exists outside all factors. He is the God that exists outside all determination. He exists. He is there eternal. Eternal. Faithfulness also is eternal. He can do unto you as he's doing with Kenya now. Therefore, those who know him by his name and his kind as I am, they now trust in him. Look at how Kenyans now trust in him. And now Christ all the nations that you may learn to trust in him also. May the Lord bless you. The Messiah is coming. Turn away from sin. Repent. Be holy, beloved people. Shalom to that. Shalom, shalom to that.